Hey, it's Tiff and Taz, besties, cousins, in our running through the maze of motherhood and life together. We are those oversharing mum friends you can chat, vent, laugh, or cry to. So if you need somewhere safe where the judgment is left at the door, make yourself comfortable. We will be chatting everything mum life, from the small wins to the chaos and the craziness in between. Let's Let's jump jump into it. it. Welcome to Our Crazy Normal and to our first Thursday Thoughts. So basically every Thursday, we will be releasing a very short segment on a random topic that we or you guys pick. So we'll have a question box on Instagram. So feel free to write in literally anything and we can help answer, (laughs) give tips, advice, anything like that. We are on Instagram at ourcrazynormal underscore the podcast if you aren't following us over there already. I'm sure after this episode, it'll make a bit more sense. Well, hopefully anyway. Yes. So today's episode of Thursday Thoughts is going to be how to do road trips with kids. So this is just advice and tips from us. If it doesn't work for you or you don't care about certain aspects of this, then you do you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, if you do care, then listen in. These tips depend on the age of your kids as well. So we've basically based this off newborns through to toddlers. Okay. And it comes from a lot of experience from me. My eldest child, Kimba, (laughs) was an absolute nightmare in the car up until about a year ago. (laughs) So yeah. This comes from the heart, guys. I feel you. <laughs> I've had really good experiences with both my kids. So these things have like unknown things to work for me. So at least it gives us two little differing aspects. Yeah. Yeah. We do 14 hour trips too from Mount Isa to Townsville usually. It's meant to be 10 hours, but it takes us about 14 hours because we take it slow. But you do frequent like two hour trips to Townsville, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I must say like these, these tips are tried and tested. They, they work. <laughs> We've got it down packed now. Awesome. All right, let's jump into it. Most important, food and drinks. Yeah, for sure. Both of us try to pack a lunchbox, like a bento box, whatever you use, and pack meals with for your little ones. This stops the sugar rushes or the irritations you can get from servo food. Yeah, and you, if you know what they're eating, you, I feel like I don't get mum guilt that I haven't packed a kid's lunch or I'm giving them you know, the fast food, food from the servo. So at least we know what we're getting. They're getting their fruit or whatever it may be, and it just... Stops that irritation in the car, especially, especially from annoying you when you're trying to like watch a TV show and your kids are kicking the back of the chair or something. Because <laughs> we all do it. We all do it. <laughs> and I think packing safe foods that you know that they're going to mm. get excited for or you know they're going to eat and keep them yeah. quiet <laughs> definitely yeah. helps. We smash Lincoln with what does it call them? Bickies. But I buy like the brown, you know, the rice biscuit so it makes me feel a bit better but that kept him quiet for a good 13 hours so yeah I suppose anything anything that's a novelty like it can still be a like a good nutritious food but if it's something Mm. they don't usually have then it might be a bit of a novelty and keeps them quiet definitely happy yeah Mm -hmm. I know I get annoyed in the car so feed me and I'm happy sure yeah we can actually communicate that we're bored and we're from sitting down or you know our bum sore from sitting but they literally have to sit in their seat and they can't communicate that so and in a nappy too if they're traveling in nappies like that would be the worst so I can understand it would have to be uncomfortable yeah also, with these snacks, I recommend um, we have a fridge in our car or obviously you can pack an esky or whatever just to make sure your foods are staying cold. So, And you can have cold water on hand if you have a fridge or esky as well. So that's always worked for us. Yeah, if you have that option, it definitely makes it easier. Just And you can, if you're going somewhere with good food, you can bring it home again. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's more for the adults, not for the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, entertainment. Have a big bag of toys at the back seat for easy access, ones you know that they love, or even new ones so that it's a novelty as well. Yeah, I think we've done that. Any big, big trips, we usually you just go to like the cheap shop, like Overflow or whatever, yeah. and get 
something new just it doesn't matter if it gets broken it doesn't matter if it gets thrown out the window just something new <laughs> that they're going to get excited for 100 yeah. percent um, for older kids our last trip what's lincoln he's like two years three months or something and for the first time we put an ipad on the back of the chair and we just went to kmart and bought a holder i think it was like ten dollars mm. that you can attach yeah. to the back of your chair and we played um we're teaching him colors at the moment so we played like a youtube colors video we downloaded a heap and he watched it what well, a lot of the time and that kept him quiet and he loved it and he learned his colors well some colors red and purple but <laughs> anyway. that's okay they're the brightest that's okay <laughs> yeah no um, ipads have been a game changer for us too just remember mm. to download the episodes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> nothing worse yeah. And if you're not into technology and you don't like screen time, there are mm. so many other options. I love from Kmart or anywhere you can get those, like the coloring in, but it does make a mess. Like it's just yeah. a wet pen and yeah. the color appears. It's so yeah. good. And yeah, you can buy the soften. steady tables for their laps or even if it yeah. connects to the chair and you pull it down. So you can pack in like coloring pencils or whatever, really. There's heaps of options. So many. Or your old, you know, I spy. That um, depends on how old your child is. But, you know, there's heaps of card games too. Yeah, for sure. We, both of us, I know we both like to stop frequently and to just get out and stretch your legs. Mm. Yeah. So our biggest thing, we, what we've done um, since, well, our eldest has been young is we go, it's the journey. It's your first day of holidays. If it's, if you're traveling for holiday reasons, make it the journey and make it fun for them. Cause why would you want to be in a car for, you know, 10 hours straight, not stopping when there's so many, you know, parks on the way. So we honestly stop every two hours, every park we see, or we just make sure we're out of the car for at least 15 to half an hour, every two hours. And it's been awesome for us. You know, the kids can go to the toilet. You can chuck the baby on the boob if they're on the breast and yeah, stretch your legs. And I guess if you're pregnant, it's super, mm. super important to be stretching your legs frequently, yeah. preventing clots and anything like that. Like keep yourself moving. It keeps the driver alert. Super yeah. important. Yeah. Definitely. I also have here what we tend to do is if – just say because we always do the Mount Isa Towns, which is 10, um, 10 hours. We – usually stay overnight somewhere so we usually stop and yeah you've got to take an extra day or two for your trip but we do the morning we get there we have lunch put the kids down for a nap and then you've got the afternoon to play and start your holidays and then the next day you've only got half the trip left so we always stop somewhere as well that's it it's about the journey not the destination one thing to add it's not something i've ever done but i've got a few friends that have to travel big hours like you guys like the 10 hours Mm. plus and a lot of them actually start their journey at night when the kids are due to go to sleep. Yeah, okay. And they travel through the night to get to where they're going. Yeah. I haven't done it. I haven't tested it. I don't think I will. Mm. But if that's something that works for you, then that's another option. Yeah, definitely. We've never done that purely for the fact that we just don't like driving at night. I think the road from Mount Isa to Cloncurry yeah, or Ferry is like the most dangerous for kangaroos and stuff. So yeah. we've just never risked it. But if you like doing that, then yeah, win-win really. Something to think about. Yeah, definitely. Breastfeeding and milk situation. So I'm experienced with breastfeeding on travel because both my kids have been breastfed when we do our big trips. So I think it's important to stick to your normal schedule for feeding. So if, if that means pulling over and quit, um, giving your bubs a feed, um, so you're making sure they don't get dehydrated and things like that. Or even I've done it with Lincoln when I had to express and then bottle feed him that I would pump when we're driving. It connects to your car and then bottle feed him either when we're driving or would pull over and bottle feed him. And that worked perfectly for us. Funny you say that because I have never been able to get either of my girls to feed successfully, like breastfeed successfully mm. on a car trip. We go to Mackay oh. uh, kind of frequently, which is six hours. And I think when Pippa was six months old, 
we drove to Mackay. It was a ends up being about a seven hour journey, and she didn't feed once. I could not get oh, her to wow. feed. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that both change girls of have routine. Been the same. Yep, both girls have been yep. the same. I think it's just the excitement. They can tell mummy and dad are excited. Yeah, I find that when we go away on trips, Lily definitely fed less as well, and it makes you stress because like she's not feeding every two hours; it's every four. Yeah. but yeah. I mean, they're gonna drink if they're you know thirsty. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I also have here pull over before if you want to um, stick to your set nap time, which we do. I pull over, give Lily a feed to say she's due to nap at 10. We pull over, give her a big feed, chuck her in the seat, and then she'll be asleep like a minute in because that's her normal routine. In saying this, both my kids are really good in the car. So I don't know if that will work for everyone, yeah, but no. just a thought. Working around sleep times, I think definitely helps for sure. Yeah. Well, as for me anyway. And now I've got one other tip. We haven't written this down, but this comes from Shane Bax himself, from Tatlin's husband. I remember one of their first road trips with Lincoln. Shane wore noise-cancelling headphones the entire time. <laughs> so, guys, you got to do what you got to do to get to that destination. Yeah. So, Shane's the pure – he's the driver. I don't tend to drive because I get scared on long trips. But Shane wears noise-cancelling headphones, downloads a heap of podcasts like Hamish and Andy, Joe Rogan and whatnot, and he listens to the podcast with noise-cancelling and that's good for us. So maybe that will work for your driver. Look, guys, it's just a few tips, a bit of fun and just our Thursday thoughts. Cool. Let us know on Instagram if you have any other tips for us or if you have a topic you'd like for us to chat about. Talk to you Monday. See ya. See ya.